Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And welcome to Dice to Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where it's the hard questions like, is it ethical for a deity to date one of their worshippers? Um, uh, I feel like it depends on the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you mean? Like, um, if, like, hypothetically, Iomide had just become a god and knew somebody beforehand, then yeah, I think that they could they could date and be fine. Because, uh-huh. like, the power imbalance is completely different to, like, this is my worshipper. And I give them power, and there's a huge power imbalance. Yeah, I don't know, though. Because, like, you... If Ayamide were dating someone, but she had the power to, like, either give or take magic on her whims from this person. Yeah. I feel like the power imbalance is there. What I I'm guess, saying, though, but... is that, like, them as... Like, if they knew each other... If she knew somebody as as a person beforehand it's different to somebody like somebody hundreds of years later like that she didn't know beforehand that's what the difference is to me because like tons of like stories about like gods falling in love with mortals and almost all of them are about zeus and zeus is not a role model that is not true they are not all about zeus there's fucking millions across every culture who else who else literally every other fucking uh, culture that has God, Eros and Psyche. Ever. Hello. Okay, you know you are right there. That is true. There's literally too fucking many to name. Okay. I have a. Also, you are implying the Zeus ones are ones where they fell in love with Zeus. That's not how that yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You are that right. was not mutual. It. it was... I'm talking about mutual love between a mortal and a god. Okay. I feel I like have... you just need to be careful about that sort of thing, because. And obviously it's not real, but like in the world where it is real, you'd need to be careful about it because it's like there is a pretty huge imbalance of power. So you guys are all in favor of a god dating a a mortal if it's under equal circumstances. Is that what I'm getting from this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if the... if if this is obviously fucking uh, subjective, I guess. Um, but if the god is like, I don't know, not doing it for like any kind of gain other than love, I don't think it's like a, a problem. Okay, I have a I have a a proposal. 
Mm-hmm. What if it's a sex tank? What are you fucking talking about? What if the the imbalance is a sex tank? What is the imbalance? Oh my fucking what? god! What if it's a like uh 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 a a a? Are you talking about it being a fucking fetish? Well, no. I'm saying more in like a power dynamic in the relationship that is very intentional. Power to you, I guess. You better write up that contract. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if? The Dom is Asmodeus. You, don't do it. Don't and, do it. And no. This is a bad ties. idea. The contract. Oh, okay. Hear me out. No. I have a reason why. And it's go to googleimages.com and look up Asmodeus Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and just ask yourself, would you be willing to risk it? That chiseled face. The, the the big bara chest. No. Oh, no. my God. I wouldn't risk it. No. I would never risk it for him. Okay. Well, all I'm saying is that his contract would be interesting because it would be all perfectly nice, but there, were, there would be there a There were so trap. many other gods that you could have said that I would have said, yeah, I'd risk it all for that. And you chose Asmodeus. The fucking devil. The fucking devil who is a terrible, terrible fucking person, a terrible god. Can you imagine reading through your, like, BDSM contract? And it's like, by the way, if you not before I give you permission, you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's exactly why I say no. <laughs> it might add stakes. Stakes. I'm fine, actually. Stakes. I wasn't going to sign the goddamn contract to begin with. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, now there's real consequences if you don't abide by it. <laughs> Would we like to play some Pathfinder, everyone? Sure. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Previously, in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, our heroes came face-to-face with uh, Abut Sujan and Sayan the Wanderer, a pair of Samsaran monks, same lives but split through time. The Radiant Winds fought valiantly and were able to overcome this uh, two-timing duo. And, as a reward, Abed Sujan uh, gave them a lot of information about their quest. Specifically, she taught them how to do the Raisho dance. She informed them uh, that to be named the Intercessors, they would have to track down the spirit of the past Intercessor who died in battle. And, lastly, to get the Boundary Tree, which there is one left in existence... They would have to go into the middle of a kaiju fight. Uh, There's a kaiju fight, and they're going to have to go into that. Our heroes, none too keen to throw themselves into the battle between not one but two motherfucking kaiju, have instead opted to go seek out the spirit of the past intercessor, Jinhei, on the Bay of Blades, a beach made entirely of ancient rusted weapons. Um, They met with the... uh, They met with the Biting Roses, uh, the occultists from Arcadia, who helped them prepare to meet with her. And so you did. You traveled to a different world, the shore between worlds, and you encountered Jinhei and her phantom Kirin, Cloudsplitter. She has challenged you to a battle, and only if you best her in combat will she give you the title of Intercessor. And everyone, I ask you, are you ready to hop into combat? Ready to ship my pants? Sure am. 
Okay. Sure. So, let's set the scene. Radiant winds, you stand in a world unlike your own. A strange ethereal fog slinks through the area and the sea waves are frozen where they stand. Standing in front of you is a beautiful young and dead woman uh, with a translucent blue fog making up her body. She wields two mighty and wicked hook swords in her hands and stares at you all with a ghostly face. Standing beside her is a phantom Kirin who raises its uh, deer-like head and bellows out. Around you, weapons stand in the bay, abandoned by the ages, yet still imbued with power. Uh, Jinhei points her hook sword at you and yells out and says, It's been a long time. Finally, I battle once again. And everyone, I want you all to roll initiative. All right, I rolled a uh, 31. Uh, 39, 35. So, top of the order is unfortunately gonna be Jinhei with her 48. The first thing Jinhei does is actually a surprise. Those hook swords fade from her hands and she surges forward, but not at you guys. Hmm. She sweeps up to one of the staves uh, that is kind of sticking in the ground. A tall and like mysterious looking bamboo staff. And uh, she pulls it out of the ground and whips it around. And as she does, you guys get a better look at this staff. And immediately, you don't know how, but you know what this weapon is. You know its story. That is the bamboo cutter's burden. A bamboo cutter was once, and you kind of see in your mind's eye, a bamboo cutter attempting to clear the land beside his home. But no matter how many times he cut, one stalk would grow back by morning. It eventually dug up the ground around the stalk and transplanted it, clearing the land and letting the stubborn plant live a long life, after which it was made into this lightweight staff. And she spins the staff around, and immediately, rather than like use it to attack you, she clenches her hands around it, and stabs into the air in front of her. And everyone, I need all of you in this cone to make me a reflex save. All huh. right. 50. Wow. <laughs> Critical success, Masami. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, what the so fuck? <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um. <laughs> so all of you rolled. Chuji and Masami roll a fifty, and Sanku rolls a nat twenty. Yeah. So I'm you so all sorry. could succeed. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay because what happens is she essentially jump, 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 jump with the bamboo cutter's burden, and basically makes a cone attack at you all, and you all dodge out away with your extremely good reflexes. Um, only for it to, like... Like, you see that she almost got each of you, but with your quick reflexes, you each individually uh, kind of dodge around the countless jabs she threw at you all. Mm -hmm. And as she does that, the bamboo cutter's burden evaporates into fog. And you realize something. Every single one of the weapons that's on this beach, there's several weapons sticking out of the ground. Each of them can be wielded like an actual weapon. 
but each of them has a mystic superpower that you can unstop her. So picking up one of these things will give you some power. You don't know what it is, but you will be able to use it. Okay. Uh, that is Jinhei's turn. She did, like, go at you with the bamboo cutter's burden, but you all were able to dodge out of the way. And Chuji, it is your turn. Cool. Uh... Chuji isn't a big weapon guy. Oh, that's okay. There's other things that aren't weapons. You see a fucking umbrella nearby? You see oh, you're right. a giant gourd off in the distance? You know what? I'm a, I'm a big gourd head. I'm gonna go for the gourd. Okay. So, Chuji, are you are you rushing for the gourd? Um, Chuji's rushing for the gourd, but not before they fucking smack Jinhei for a second. Okay, you rush up to Jinhei, you fucking decker. Yeah. Would it would it be three actions to grab it and then go back? If you ran up, grabbed it, and ran back, it would be three actions. Okay. Uh, Chudi's gonna do that then. Uh, they're going to run all the way up to the gourd. No fucking problem. Smack a hand on it. So you dash, and I will say that as you're running, Jinhei sweeps out with that hook sword that appears back in her hand again. <laughs> And she is making an attack of opportunity against you. I thought so. Uh, and that is going to be a 47 to hit. Yeah, the hits. Okay. Well, that is going to be 6d6 plus 18 slashing damage. That's 41 slashing damage as she cuts into you like that. Ow. Uh, she, like, swivels on the spot and slashes at you as you rush past her towards this giant gourd you see in the distance behind her. And you now stand in front of it. Uh, Chuji, would you like to, uh, would you like to pick it up? I would like to. Well, can, as you pick it you up... Can you imagine if I came over here and I didn't pick it up? You understand suddenly what it is. This is Hulipo, the Echoing Gourd. This double-headed gourd was played by a former intercessor to the Celestial Dragon, who so enjoyed the music that they sang along with the intercessor for a brief moment. The gourd captures some of the celestial music, which can now move the listener to tears. When unsealed, Hulipo releases a celestial song that makes one creature within 60 feet fascinated for a round. Huh. You can also use it to bash her over the head with it. That is true. <coughs> um, any creature? So, Any creature, yes. What about this creature? The Kirin, Cloud Splitter, who's right next to you? Yeah, what about this big, beautiful creature? Okay, I absolutely. I love gourds. Okay. So you are holding this giant gourd drum in your hand, Chuji, and Cloud Splitter, this magnificent Kieran, turns and grunts at you, flashing teeth. What do you do? I smack the fuck out of it. Smack him! 48. 48, that is going to be a hit against Cloud Splitter as you fucking dunk him over the head with a gourd. Does it make her, like, a really nice noise? Doom. Hell yeah. <laughs> 23 damage. Okay. Uh, Cloud Splitter takes that damage. And he kind of, like, shakes his head annoyed uh, before looking up at you and growling again. Um, is that your turn, Shuji? Yeah. Okay. Um, next in the order, funnily enough, is Cloud Splitter. Hmm. And uh -oh. uh, the... Kirin kind of roars at you, and what it's going to do, Chuji, is it's going to just swing at you with its horn. Uh, it bows its head 
and it smacks at you. Uh, that is a 41. Is that a hit? Nope. Okay. Well, with next action, it is going to open its mouth and it's going to blast a cone of fire at you. Make me a reflex save, please. Okay. 48. Crit success, Chuji. You flip Ooh. in the air over Cloud Spitter's firebread attack as he roars. Um, that was a close one, but you're all good. And you still got Huli Po, <laughs> the, the awesome gourd. Slay. Um, that's uh, Cloud Spitter's turn. Masami, it is your turn. Jinhei stands before you, swinging those uh, phantomly hook swords, kind of approaching you. In the background, Chuji's brawling against Cloud Spitter. What do you do? Uh, they're going to move back a second, move back five feet, and look at the comma that's wedged in the sand. Okay. Well, you hold it in your hand, and Masami, again, you know it. Kalikra, the Lancet. This cruel-looking kama appears to be a fearsome weapon of war, but it was actually created by a doctor to cut disease and pain out of the body, passing harmlessly through flesh. When unsealed, Kalikra exercises the wounds of a creature within 30 feet, restoring 68 plus 48 hit points. It's also a mighty powerful kama that you can use to, you know, kill people. Huh. Useful. Uh, they're not going to use it, actually. Not, not yet, anyway. They're going to go for a dimensional assault. Okay. All right, Masami. You cut your weapon and you zip through space, flying towards... Jinhei. All right. Okay, well, make me this attack roll. Uh, 45. 45 is a hit. Roll damage. 24. 24 damage. Very good, Masami. Uh, although I will say, you notice something. Your blade partially passes through her. It doesn't look like she takes sneak attack damage. It seems she is, in fact, immune to it. Which means that you did uh, 5 damage less, which is still 19 damage. Okay. Okay, uh, and Masami, uh, as you get up in Jinhei's face, uh, you like your blade does partially pass through her phantom-like body. Uh, but she just smiles as you cut through her and says, Yes! More! I missed this! The glory of battle! She's kind of hot. Um, is that your turn, Masami? <clears throat> um, no, oh, wait, you not. do have hey, hey, you have the speed rune, right? I do have the speed rune, and it's used to strike. Uh, okay, forty-two. That's another hit. Roll damage. Uh, seventeen minus seventeen minus two because of two. precision damage. That's yep. gonna be fifteen damage total. Uh, and she is stumbling back a little bit, still smiling, and she's swishes both of those hook swords around and she kind of clangs them together and it makes a reverberation through the beach. And you can feel that in your bones. Um, and she just smiles. Uh, Masami, is that your turn? Yep. Okay. Senku, it is your turn. Uh, goodness gracious. Chuji's being the shit out of a Kirin with a gourd. Masami's going one-on-one -on -one with Jinhei. There are several more weapons just kind of around the beach. And you have Lolo there with you. What do you do? Well, I'm going to cast Moonburst. Okay. Uh, and where are you centering that? Because right now, it looks like it will probably hit everyone. Senku's going to back away, and then he's going to cast Moonburst. Okay. Um, what's the, what is the area on Moonburst? Uh, 60 feet. Okay, so that will definitely catch absolutely everyone, right? 
Uh, it would have if I didn't back away to the corner of the map. Okay. So you rush backwards uh, through kind of like the undergrowth of this foggy beach. Um, and you point up at staff and yeah, you're going to blast everyone else, right? Yup. Okay, well, friends and foes alike, everyone make me a reflex save, please. Hmm, not good for Jin Hei. Fantastic for me. I, I crit success. Nice. I do fail with a 38. Okay. So, uh, well, Masami, good news is that you are not undead, so you will not take half this damage anyway. Yeah. Because Moonburst, Sanku, as you point your staff and channel up a giant ball of icy, lifey energy. You shoot it through the area and it goes silent for a second before detonating, enveloping everyone. Should you quadruple backflip out of the way, land in the sand, uh, and you are good. Uh, Masami, as this hits you, you feel very cold, but you do not feel very ripped to shreds for being undead, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're only going to take 55 damage from this. Okay. Um, Cloud Splitter is going to take 55 damage. And how much more damage do I roll for the undead? Uh, it'll be double, so it's, it's going to be 110 damage to Jinhei. Uh, the warrior gasps in pain as she is shredded by this life-giving icy energy. Uh, and she looks delighted to be challenged once more. She smiles and says, yes, yes! Oh, I feel the ecstasy of battle once more! And she clangs both of those swords together. Ah, jeez. Cloud Splitter is fine. Cloud Splitter trod out away. He was mostly just caught kind of by the side. It is Jin Hei's turn. Um, and Jin Hei, uh, she is going to link her swords. Uh, so she swings those swords again around one more time, and then they clang to a stop, and they hook together, making a new weapon. Kind of like uh, a weird, like the two hook swords are like, one long thing that she's kind of using like a weird nunchuck um and she is going to uh go at you masami with a vacuum slash um meaning that she shoots a blast avoid at you and that is gonna be a 41 to hit against you masami nope okay she misses and she smiles then uh, she's going to attack at you again, just this time with the actual link swords. Mm -hmm. And this time it is a 46 to hit Masami. That would hit. Okay, she sweeps at you with these hook swords. And that is going to be a 44, uh, 44 damage to you. Okay. And she smiles and says, tell me you feel it too. The call of battle pumping through your heart. Tell me you feel it at last can definitely feel the slash you gave me. She beams. This is like, this is crazy for her. She's loving it. Um, Good for her. She, <laughs> she's having a great day. You would too if you spent years and years just staring vacantly at the ocean. And then you were able to finally like do your special interest again. That's fair. Um, Chuji, it's your turn. You got a gourd. Gourd. You also... Barely managed being shredded to pieces by Sanku's cool spell. And there's a giant Kirin here. Gord. Gord? 
Gord. What are you Gord. doing? Um, I think I'm gonna Gord around. I think. Uh, maybe okay. You know what? Uh, Trudy's going to move right here. <laughs> uh, and flank Jinhe with um, Masami. Ooh, okay. Uh, so you rush up, uh, away from uh, Cloudspear, and now you're on the other side of Jinhe. Yes. Okay. Um, what do you do now? Forget the elk for now. Uh, Chuji is gonna gourd Jinhe now. Okay. Uh, can I hit her with a gourd? Absolutely. Fucking smack her with uh, Hulipo, the echoing gourd. I love his legendary the weapon. Gourd. That's a crit. Hey, and also, um, and also, and, and, and. Oh my fucking god. And also, where are you? (laughs) Opportune backstab. Oh my god. Okay, fucking jump her. Get her ass. Take her ass to the Bay of Blades. (laughs) 48. 48 is a hit, yes. That's 54 damage from Chuji. Uh, plus 30 damage, minus the whatever it was from precision. Uh, for precision, it's 6, so that's 24 six. damage plus 54, yeah. meaning for a total of 78 damage against Jin Hei. Uh, Chuji fucking deck her over the back of the head with, uh, the, with the gourd. And as she's stumbling forward, Masami, you stab her in the gut, and she has to, ha! As phantom the energy fogs off her. Um, she stumbles around, grinning. And you don't know why, but she looks happier than ever. It's She is getting progressively elated as she is getting more and more injured. It's actually kind, kind of freaky, let's be real. <laughs> Chuji's uh, Chuji, scared. you have one action left? Yep. What now? Um, Can I Flurry of Blows still holding the, the gourd? Uh, yes. I. What does Flurry of Blows say, specifically? Uh, Floribla says you can attack rapidly with fists, feet, elbows, knees. Oh, okay, yeah, I kick. Okay, yeah, you do have feet, so yes, I will allow you to... <laughs> I do have feet is the thing. Yep, that, that's something that usually has. You, these won't be with Hulipo. There'll be just regular unarmed strike. Right. Um, 46 and 31. Okay, 46 is a hit, 31 is a miss. And if you hadn't been flanking, that would have been a crit fail, so nice work. Cool, uh... 22 damage. Okay, very good, Chuji. You pom 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 into Jinhei uh, and kind of stumble back a little bit. She's very hurt. You can see that her spiritual energy is very, like, barely holding on. Um, I mean, you guys are, have fucking jumped her, you know? Sanku ripped her to shreds with his magic. Masami cut through her with a blade. Chuji, you smacked her over the back of the head. You are sh- really making short work of this incredible warrior. But unfortunately, Chuji, as your turn ends, uh-uh. you realize that she has an advantage you guys don't have. And that's a massive fuck off, Kieran. <laughs> because Cloud Splitter lets out a bellowing roar, and now he's going to trample you. Masami oh. and Chuji, I need both of you to make me a reflex save as he charges through your space. 47. Crit success, Chuji. 37. Masami, that is a fail by one, I'm afraid. Uh, that's going to be 31 damage to you, Masami, and zero damage to you, Chuji. Masami, you're also starting to feel just as injured as Jinhei. You two are both looking really battered. 
and Jinhei does the craziest shit as Cloud Splitter rushes through your space and tramples you all. She leaps up in the air and she lands on Cloud Splitter's back and she rides that motherfucker and as she does, she slashes you, Chuji, with her hook sword. Ow. And I say 47 to hit Chuji as she surges past you on Cloud Splitter's back, cackling as she does. It hits. Okay. Uh, and that is going to be 37 damage to you, Chuji. All right. Uh, Jinhei points now, panting. The fight is almost over, but she will not quit until it is. She points with her sword and says, Come on, adventurers! Show me the fury of warriors! You're asking for it. <laughs> uh, Masami, it is your turn. It looks like she's asking for it. Uh, she has dashed a fair bit away. She is on Cloud Splitter's back, uh, and she is grinning. What do you do? Well, they're going to do a smart thing and cast Dancing Shield on themselves. Okay, what's Dancing Shield do? Oh, there has to be a shield close by. There okay. is a shield close by! All right. How close is it? It has to be touched. There is a massive shield in the sand right next to you, Masami. If you'd like to uh, snag it, you can. Well, this is part of the action, so they are going to touch the towering shield close by. Masami, as you touch it, your eyes widen and you remember this is the Wall of Heaven, which is a fun name. It's a laminated tower shield used by Lehoa the Immaculate, defended its master in battle uh, so that their robe and armor emerge from each fight perfect and unstained by blood or dust. It is said that the shield was so impregnable that the mountain chain was named for it rather than the other way around. And when you unseal it, you can cast Wall of Force as one action. That's great. It's just going to be used in Dancing Shield, which is pretty much, uh, it's going to orbit me. Oh! When you cast the spell and sustain it, the shield uses a raise shield action to protect the target creature, being me. Okay, cool. That's really good. Sammy, you touch the wall of heaven and it starts spinning around you. And I think it spins so fast it leaves after images around you. After images of a beautiful mountain range. Uh, your AC is going to be jacked from this. Yep, I get uh, plus two to my AC now. Yeah. So I think I'll just go into Arcane Cascade. Okay. Masami, you infuse yourself with uh, powerful magic. What kind? What is it? Um, it's evocation magic. So... Whatever. So I'm pretty sure it's uh, whatever... I think it's then, right? Yeah, it's whatever the uh, the spell is, so it's force damage. Okay, cool. Uh, Masami, how does this arcane cascade look? Um, with force damage, it just looks like there's a gravitational pull um, at their feet. Okay. Love it, love it, love it. Um, gravity surges down around you, Masami. And what happens, what's the, uh, you have a, a that other thing, right? Oh, yeah, uh, for arcane shroud. Uh-huh. With evocation magic, I get fire shield, so even more shield. Holy shit, Masami is being... <laughs> so not only is there a mountain around you and a gravitational pull around you, but then a sphere of fire appears around you. What does fire shield do? I gain cold resistance 5. Additionally, adjacent creatures that hit me with melee attacks 
take 2d6 fire damage each time they do. Ooh, that's exciting. Okay. Wow, all right, Masami. So you are completely bubbled now by flames and mountains and magic. Um, is that your turn? Yep. Okay, you're making sure you are not hurt. Sanku, it is your turn. My turn. Yep. Uh, Jinhei is seriously wounding Masami and Chuji. Uh, mostly Masami. Chuji kind of ran up at the last second, but Masami is like in dire straits right now. Uh, she's also riding atop Cloud Splitter, which is very scary. What do you do? I'm going to move five feet closer and cast Life Boost on Masami. Okay. Sanki, you make your way through the undergrowth and point your uh, staff and healing energy starts to pop and crackle around Masami, soothing their most grievous wounds. Uh, so will you drag that onto Masami, please? Jesus, Masami has four spell effects on them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Life boost, dancing shield, arcane cascade, fire shield. Magic starts to heal Masami's wounds, and Masami, you will regain um, fast healing equal to double the spell's level, which is basically going to be uh, what? 18 healing every turn? Which is quite quite nice, frankly. Uh, Senku, you have one action left. What do you do? I'm just going to cast shield on myself. Okay. A bubble of protective energy appears around you, uh, protecting yourself just in case Jinhei gets any ideas. Mm-hmm. And Jinhei does get ideas. Because she is atop of Cloud Splitter now, and she grins. And she disappears those hook swords. And instead, shooting off her hands, come two wind and fire wheels. Which are uh, these kind of like um, martial arts weapons that they're basically cool ass wheels. Except um, these particular ones are in fact flaming and enchanted with magical wind. Are they chakras? Yeah, basically. Huh. Okay. And she grins and says, Cloud Splitter now! And Cloud Splitter is going to charge back to you all, and uh, he's going to stomp at you, Masami. Uh, so, Masami, that is going to be a 48 to hit. That hits. Okay, uh, so that is going to be 34 bludgeoning damage, Masami, as he stomps you. Uh, 2d6 fire damage, by the way. Okay, roll that for me. Seven. Okay, very good. Do both of them take it, or is it just Cloud Splitter who does? Uh, whoever hits. Okay, so Cloud Splitter, as he stomps into you, true to weak spot in your wall of heaven, fire surges through him, and he roars out. Now atop Cloud Splitter's back is Jinhei, and she grins, and she swings those wind and fire wheels at you. And Chuji, that is going to be a 45 to hit, Chuji. Hits. Okay, that is going to be 36 f uh, p slashing and fire damage. All right, ow. It's starting to hurt. <laughs> and with her last action, she is going to quick cast by swinging her uh, wind and fire uh, wheel. A wall of fire. A blazing wall that burns creatures passing through it emerges from the ground. Uh, creating a five-foot tick wall of flame in a straight line up to 60 feet long and 10 feet high. The uh, wall stands vertically in either form. Um, any creature occupying the space of the fire will take 46 fire damage on their turn. 
She can't cast this. She's not going to cast this on you guys, but she's going to cast it between you and her. So a huge wall of fire appears between you all as she swings her staff. Or she swings her wheel. And she says, come on, hit me. You've almost got it. Don't stop now. And that is going to be her turn. Chuji, it's your turn. Don't stop now. I guess I don't stop now. Uh, wall? Yep, big fucking wall of fire. Big fucking wall. <laughs> I appear what, on the what? other side. You what? I use my fire jump ring and I appear on the other oh, side. Oh, for fuck's sake. Boo! <laughs> Boo! It works! Fine! You fucking... <laughs> Jump in one side and out the other. Was it worth it? Did you use the two actions well? <laughs> Just to one-up me? To show me how clever you are? Take a hero point, you fucker. You're so butter. Yes, oh. you appear on the other side. You could have run around it in one action, but you had to be clever. <laughs> yeah, it's funnier this way. Uh, I use for you blows. Okay. With the f you're kicking the shit out of uh, her or the or out of Cloud Splitter? Uh, I'm gonna kick the shit out of Cloud Splitter, actually. Okay. I've ignored him long enough. Uh, 48 and 41. Both of those are hits. Roll me that damage. Uh, 25 and 20. So 45. Okay, that's 45 damage to uh, Dear Sweet Cloud Splitter. Um, he's not looking great either. Um, Chuji. Uh, he has to make a fortune save, right? Or be stunned? Yes. Uh-oh, that's a 29. That's bad. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, that fucking fails. That actually is a crit fail. Oh my god, he stunned Tree? He gets He's... no actions on his next turn? Yeah. How the fuck do you stun the show, Cloud Splitter? I think that Chuji just hits him really hard on his nose. <laughs> you fucking boop him on the face to assert dominance? Oh my god. is fucking stunned by this as you kick him in the fucking nose really hard. No, it wasn't a kick. It was a boop. It was a boop with the boop. hand. Okay, fine. <laughs> Open palm. Snoot. Yeah, okay. You fucking... You slap the shit out of him. Let's not mince words. You fucking slap that carrot. <laughs> I slapped this beautiful creature. Chuji, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay, it's Cloud Splitter's turn. He doesn't have any actions anyway because he is a minion right now. Jinhei is riding him. But he's not going to be able to do anything on Jinhei's turn either, so that's fun. Masami, it's your turn. Um, You are on the other side of this firewall, uh, but you can see kind of flashing through the flames. Jinhei is trying to calm Cloud Splitter after he's fucking smacked in the face by Chuji. You have three actions, four if you use your speed rune. What do you do? So what you're saying is I still can see slightly behind the Yes, the she is concealed. She is concealed, but you can see her. So, Derry, what you have done by putting them together is that you've put two enemies stacked on top of each other. That's correct. Telekinetic bombardment. Ah? Uh? It is a 10-foot burst of just telekinetic energy that, especially if they're flying, uh, they're going to fucking haul ass to the ground. Okay. All right. They're like a foot off the floor. That's fine. <laughs> what? Okay. So they have to make what save? Reflex. Both of them. Okay. How does it work if someone's stunned? 
<laughs> There's my narratively, answer. Narratively satisfying nat one. Um, so Cloud Spitter gets a nat one, which is yep. very fun. Which is hilarious. And uh, Jinhei... A 35, which is, is also a fail. That's a 35, that's a fail. Uh, Masami, roll me that damage. 66, by the way. 70, 57. Oh my god. Yeah, 57. <laughs> okay. Well, Cloud Splitter and Jinhei are both on their last legs. J Jinhei specifically is like nearly, nearly destroyed immediately. In fact, wait, no, holy shit. Cloud Splitter took double damage. Cloud Splitter's down. <laughs> Cloud Splitter is fucking KO by that. <laughs> the fucking... How does this look, Masami? How does this look as you stand on the other side of the wall of fire? I think they just collect a lot of uh, force energy, probably from their arcane cascade. Mm -hmm. They absorb it into their hands mm -hmm. and I guess shoot it up mm -hmm. and it just arcs down immediately Ooh. right at their feet. <laughs> Cannonball! There's a moment of silence and then an explosion and fucking Cloud Spitter is reduced to ghostly dust. And Jinhei stumbles to her feet, uh, kind of like grinning, like almost like uh, masochistically, right? Oh, she God. is beaming that she's getting her ass beat. She has very little HP left. 17 to be precise. All right. Well, you have one um, action left, Masami. What do you do? Well, the, the thing is, I could still, I still have another force uh, focus pull. Still have another one. <laughs> Dimensional assault. <laughs> okay. Sammy, you and... teleport on the other side of the wall because everyone. I was like, oh, you'll have to walk through my wall. And you guys were, fuck you, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Okay, that's a miss. That's a 38. A uh, 38 is unfortunately a miss. Sammy, you zipped to the other side and you are almost going for the throat, but she parries with that wind and fire wheel. It says, not fast enough. Come on. And is that. All right. Oh, wait. Oh my fucking god, I forgot you had a speed rune. I do have the speed rune. That's a 47. <laughs> That's a hit. Roll me that damage. I was gonna be so cocky. I was gonna be 26. so fucking... 26 minus your precision. That's gonna be 23 instead. That's Don't matter. still enough. Masami Takahara, how do you take Jinhei out as she tells you you're not fast enough? <laughs> okay. I think Masami smirks on their own as they... To, um, twist on their heel and backslash right behind her so that we so she doesn't see the blade uh <laughs> <laughs> and with that masami jinhei let her ah! and she explodes into a cloud of mist and she has been defeated wait where is she fuck she didn't name intercessor she's gone fuck Oh shit, we were supposed to get our help. Uh, okay. Uh, God damn it. Oh wait. But you do hear a, ch a laughing then. Like only moments later you hear a, a laughing. Uh. And sitting in that same spot you saw her earlier in is a much more relaxed Jinhei. She's kind of like got her legs crisscrossed and she's reclining and she's looking at those waves and she, instead of looking like a haunted, empty, bitter warrior, she looks like a happy young woman. A woman who had her whole life in front of her. A woman who 
enjoyed things and smiled and laughed and didn't take her duty seriously and shirked work. This is where she died, but right now in this moment, she looks happy. And she kind of like looks over her shoulder at you all and says, Oh, it's been too long since I had a good fight. Thank you. Genuinely. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, of course. Uh, Masami, by the way, uh, Sanku's life boost uh, over the next few seconds, um, I believe it heals you for something like, um, yeah, it heals you for 180 HP, Masami, over the next few seconds. 180? Yep. Okay. I will say that uh, as she's kind of laughing, you see Cloud Splitter suddenly behind Sanku. Sanku has not noticed him yet. <laughs> he is like just breathing down Sanku's back. Oh, fuck. Uh... uh. Nothing. Masami points behind it. you. Thank you. No, you're going to scare him. It's <laughs> like you jump a foot back and Cloud Splitter takes a step forward. And he kind of bows his head against you and kind of touches antlers with you. Oh. Hi. And Jin says, Looks like Cloud Splitter's taking a little shining to you. Well, I'm glad he likes me. Sanku, you know that uh, Kirin are mythical creatures, right? They're only attracted to the most pure and righteous of virgins. Don't say that again. (laughs) 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 Don't call me that again. Anyway, (laughs) pivoting from that. um, Man! Glad you enjoyed the fight. Um, you're the intercessor, right? Yeah. Once. I suppose still. And yeah. that's why we're here. Because you're still the intercessor. Um, we need su- we need help to summon the celestial dragon. But since you're still technically alive, there isn't another one. I think she goes quiet for a few moments. And she like steps up and stretches like she's waking up from a long nap. And she turns and folds her arms and she looks at you all. Hmm. Do you want one of you to be the intercessor? Uh. Does it have to be one of us? I can only name someone who's here in front of me. Uh. And I guess we have no choice. One of us has to be. And who of you will bear this responsibility? The Celestial Dragon's wishes are not a thing to be spent irresponsibly. There is a cost to every tip. Chuji steps out of the way. <laughs> Asami looks at Sanku. What do you think? I... I was kind of nervous when she was talking about sacrificing a bunch of things. She? Uh, Junhei kind of tilts her head. Uh, the abbot. The abbot? Abbot Sujan? She takes a step forward. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, her. She was the one who told us where you might be. She always did look out for her students. Watch out for her, though. She's mischievous. She likes her tricks. Oh, Mm. we had to fight her. Of course. And her past self. She did it? Like, I think, um, Jinhei's eyes light up. She accomplished it? Uh... Yeah. We, she was, uh... We met one of them, yeah. 
she spent her whole life trying. I think she puts a hand on, uh, she puts a hand on Cloudsplitter's head as he comes over. And she looks almost sad that she wasn't able to see it for herself. So I assume you know the Raisho dance then. Mm-hmm. Do you know about the boundary tree? Yes, uh, I do. know that we need to go to it. And, uh, what? We know that it's real dangerous. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. I've been there. I made my way, as all intercessors must, to the land where the last boundary tree yet lives, hidden in a caldera, protected from the ravages of time. The way is dangerous. The blasted hands hold a sacred branch, but I'm sure you've heard. They're not the only primordial species kept safely hidden. Yeah. If you're going to go, I have one piece of advice. Do not anger Alru or Toraloa. They have kept each other occupied for a millennium at least, and it is best to do so for a millennium more. Best to approach on nights where the moon pierces the clouds. It seems to somehow calm them both. Okay. I would never want to piss those guys off. They look pretty... I wasn't planning on it. They sound pretty scary. As sneaky as possible. That is what we are thinking. Mm-hmm. I think Jinhei looks... She smiles, but... That smile fades as she looks into the sky and says, And now all that remains is the intercessor. The intercessor spirit is the wood that burns to set the dragon's miracles alight. The more offered, the greater the wish possible. Many intercessors have found themselves unable to provide the fuel necessary and have just been consumed in the process. So I ask again, and she looks all of you one by one. Is one of you willing to accept... What is it like? I don't know. I never got to do it. If you're strong, you probably won't feel anything. You won't even be hurt. But if you give up too much of yourself, there's a chance your soul won't even exist afterwards. Oh my. <laughs> so it comes down to, do you believe you're strong enough to use your soul as kindling to a fire? Oh God. <laughs> Their trial version. <laughs> it's do or don't. There is no trial. <laughs> cool. Masami looks at both Chuji and Senku. How do they look right now? Nervous. Uncomfortable? <laughs> uh, Senku's eyebrows are all furrowed and he's like, I haven't. He looks like he's thinking, like. I don't know if it's a good idea to just say that I do. Then... I think Misami grabs Senku's hand and squeezes it a little bit. They put a hand on Chuji's shoulder. And they say, Whatever happens, we'll be fine. And they let go. And they turn back to Jinhei. And say, I'll do it. Masami Takahara, I want you to take a hero point. You're going to need it. <laughs> Two. Okay. <laughs> Two, she says, casually. <laughs> oh, God. Jinhei steps forward and smiles and says, You defeated me in less than uh, a minute. I have to say I'm impressed. And 
since you did that and gave this old Echo one last bit of satisfaction, since you're really cute as well, let me give you one last uh, hint. <laughs> Masami blinks. <laughs> well, if this was a serious moment, I'd say something back, but you know, okay, let's, let's go with this. <laughs> the Celestial Dragon, while a noble god, does still appreciate the gift of sacred spirits. You might be able to sway them ever so slightly by scattering wine or another appropriately blessed alcohol before you call him. It's now. I got another hint just a while ago as they kind of play with the end of their hair. The ancient warrior places a hand on the brow of you, Masan. She then turns to Cloudsplitter and smiles and says, Go on, friend. I'll be there soon. Cloudsplitter nods and then turns. He walks out across the sea, treading along the reflection of the setting sun underwater. Jinhei turns back to you and utters a simple decree. I relinquish my mantle. May my successors burn bright. The sun and sea, they finally start to move again. Jinhei looks in your eyes and says two final words before she is consigned to oblivion, finally moving on from the afterlife. Good luck. The last of sun disappears below the horizon, and in a green flash, Jinhei is gone, and reality washes over the scene in an instant. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of Dice Will Roll. Um, I won't take too long, but uh, it is me, your uh, gender nonconformist GM, Derry, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you uh, for two reasons. Uh, last night, it was announced that Dice Will Roll has won the Audioverse 2022 awards for Best Existing uh, Improvised Production, which means generally best uh, TTRPG show that's been going on for more than a year, and uh, Best Player Direction in a Improvised Production, which means uh, essentially Best Game Master. So I really, really could not thank you all enough. Um, and if that wasn't all enough already, um, Dice Will Roll just hit 300,000 downloads. Um, I really don't know what to say, except thank you all so much. I remember getting excited when Dice Roll was approaching 1,000 downloads, and now here we are. It's kind of insane to imagine four years later how well the show's been going and how many of you have all stuck through it. Uh, sometimes I go back and listen to episodes and be like, wow. This is no good. How can anyone have listened to this? And yet, you guys do. And you always have. And every week, you come by and tell us how great you liked the new episodes and the characters and everything I've done. So, um, I just want to say I really appreciate it. Thank you all very much. Um, that's really it. Uh, check out our Discord. If you're not in it, it's spoiler-free. And we, hearing from you guys every week, even if it's like a few sentences or something you like from the newest episode, that's really the biggest the biggest reason any of us do it. It's certainly why I do it. And it's it's like magic. So uh, yeah, that's enough of being sappy. Thank you all so much and uh, keep it rolling. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. We now return to Dice Will Roll. How are you guys all doing? As you find yourselves back on the Bay of Blades, which no sign that anything really happened immediately. It's just very foggy. Um, that was wild. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Masami, are you sure about this? We have a lot riding on this. And you two have very real families that you need to get back to, am I right? Yeah, but so did you. It's hard for any of us to give up any of what we have. I just want to make sure that you're sure and you're okay. Before Hiroshi found me, I had a life of mistakes. I've made a lot of people hurt. This isn't exactly an atonement for me. This isn't even about me. I just want to save one thing that I care about. And they put their hands on both of their shoulders and say, and I found a lot that I do care about that I want to live on. You're coming home, though. We'll make it count. Sanku is right, Masami. Yeah, I think out of all of us, you're one of the strongest. If anyone can handle that dastardly celestial dragon's tricks, it's you. <laughs> I'm counting on it. I'm counting on me <laughs> surviving this. I'm counting on all of us surviving this. Don't think we won't be there to pull you out, though. <laughs> I know. I know you will. But also remember, if it's to save Goka and the Ruby Phoenix... There's a time where you can't pull somebody out. Don't talk like that. <laughs> you're making it sound like you're gonna die. Again, I'm counting on me not. Better not. I know. She like punches Masami in the shoulder. <laughs> Growing up with Hiroshi, I was always taught that anything could be possible. But if you work hard enough, you can still make what you want a reality. I want all of us to stay alive and to come back relatively unscathed. 
Well, our options do have to get checked off. So? And I have anything to say of it, neither of you, as they <laughs> ruffle both their hair. <laughs> neither of you are dying while I'm still alive. I do not plan on dying, no. <laughs> I hope you have a backup character plan to kick it. Hiroshi. No, no, no. Oh Faye. Oh my god. You know what? Yeah, sure. If worst comes to worst. Um, you better not so. be death flagging them. <laughs> well, I will say there's a lot of flags going up and none of them look good. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, so, well, <laughs> as you're saying this, you do see some stuff in the fog as it's slowly starting to clear. Are they friendship? It's friendship. Um, no, it's some stuff. A few <laughs> gifts from the other side. Behold! A treasure chest on the map for you! Wow! For us! So, you see kind of just scattered on the floor, there's some of the black sand from the other side. Uh, That's kind of what catches your eye, because most of this beach is just rusty black metal. But then there's what you s believe to be actual stardust. Cool. The stuff, the sand from the other side. Mm. And... So, poking out of the sand is one weapon. A katana. The head-taking katana. <laughs> Shit. It is a katana with the vorpal, uh, the vorpal oh um, enchantment. Oh! <laughs> Which, just to let you eyes all know what vorpal does again. <laughs> we know. Oh, believe we me. We remember. <laughs> Have you, Luna, have you had a character with a Vorpal weapon before? No. <laughs> I think it's your turn. It's I, your turn I, now. I, I think it's your turn, bro. <laughs> a Vorpal weapon, when you roll a nat 20 on a slashing thing, which this is a katana, they need to make a fortune save or immediately be decapitated and killed. <laughs> this is incapacitation, so you can't easily use on bosses, but lower level enemies, you can just straight up one shot if you're lucky. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Sink <Sinky>, take it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm gonna take the purple katana. Saku, <laughs> the blade prince of the sea. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh my god. I assume, Masami, you're taking it, right? <laughs> Probably, yeah, I, I think so. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Also included is a prism, um, a glass prism affixed, um, sorry, a glass prism that kind of glows softly with shifting coloring lights. Uh, the radiant prism, that's what this is, uh, you can either attach it to your armor, uh, and anytime you cast an abjuration spell uh, from, the, from the prism, you will glow with a dim light in a multitude of shimmering hues. Concealing you and shedding you like uh, shedding light around you like a torch, or if you put it on a weapon, whenever you cast an abjuration spell from your prism, your uh, strikes will gain the greater brilliant property, and the spells it can cast are light, prismatic armor, and prismatic sphere. So who wants it? That seems like a Senku item. 
Well, it could all, it would work with Sanku if you were using it for casting, or it could even be used for your, for you, Chuji, to give your punches magical glowing attacks. I already have Throwback. my flashing stuff. It's okay. Okay, Sanku, do you want it? Masami, do you want it? I already have a vorpal sword. I'm I'm good. I, I think Kiki's <laughs> just in a good mood already. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give you something while after being like, okay, now be aware your character might perma die if you're not lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, radiant prism then, yeah. Okay. Black fucking stardom. Yeah, the black stardust is lasting. Hey, you guys can tell that you would be able to sell this black stardust for an insane amount of money. Oh fuck yeah! I'm looking at it. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm saying twenty thousand gold. <laughs> Guys, yeah, we're selling this. <laughs> yeah, we are. Sanku, um, with his adventurer brain, goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so who's taking what? Um, Sanku's taking the radiant prism. Okay, Masami's taking the fucking. Vorpal katana. I already I'll got the katana. I'm good. <laughs> I'll hold um, on to this for the sake could... of fairness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. She's <laughs> gonna fucking buy anklets again. Um, as you are uh, all kind of picking up this stuff, you hear a voice coming from the fog. Um, Radiant Wind, is that you? Uh, and who is that? Emerging from the fog come four familiar faces. Now these guys are Yannicka Mulandez, Artus Rodrivan, Lantondo, and Grandfather Mantis. Yes. Oh, there they are. Yarika kind of walks up to you and says, So, did it work? It didn't work on our end. We were just lost in the fog, but... <sighs> ah! She kind of kicks the sand a little bit frustrated. <laughs> I was really hoping we'd see what was on the other side. Yeah, it worked for us. Lantondo comes close to this. Well, what did you see? Tell us! Um, it was like, uh, it was like we were on this beach, but it was all foggy and strange and otherworldly. Everything was green. Yeah. And, um, the last inter, the last intercessor to the celestial dragon was there. Um, she was undead. She was like a Was she undead? Ghost. Are you certain she was undead? She was like a ghost. A phantom. Is yeah. It, was she a phantom? Um, I think so, yeah. Definitely. <sighs> she paces kind of like, Ah! No, we were so close. Sorry. She's moved on, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, like, battled her and everything. We're not going to be able to get back. What do you mean? What? She was the grounding that brought you there. If she's gone, then we're not going to be able to see her. And It's, it's okay. I'm it, sorry. It's all right. No, no, no. It is. I was just... I was hoping there was something. You know, I... This place... I, I don't think we came here by accident. If... She looks again at Grandfather Mantis, who stands there all phantom-like. I was really hoping that we could use this place to get some answers. Uh... Well, I do not think you have to worry about that. What do you mean? Senku looks at Masami before wanting to say anything. <laughs> well. So do you remember the Celestial Dragon ritual we told you about? Uh, Artus nods a little bit and says, yes. That's what you were here for, right? 
and well, we needed the intercessor to pass on to name another one. Were you successful in this way? Well, they raise a hand in a hello gesture and with a slightly nervous smile saying, say hello to the next intercessor. Uh, Lantondo kind of like, he, they can't open their, like, wind their eyes because they are in fact a wirewood, you know, a little four-armed wooden man. Yeah. Uh, but he does like, you know, perk up. That's incredible. Oh my goodness. And he kind of like starts like looking over you. <laughs> but you see Yarika is just kind of like not approaching. She's just looking really sadly out to sea. Oh. I think as Lantondo is fussing over you, Masami, Arthas kind of stands next to you, Chuji, and says, I believe that Yarika really needed something from the other side some way of grounding herself here to do something with Grandfather Mantis. I'm so sorry. It's alright. <sighs> we did find something from the other side. He tilts his head at you. Uh, Chuji takes out the black stardust. That shit's 20,000 gold, are you sure? <sighs> You, that's, that's not the GM talking. That is the Chuji in the back of your head being like, it's just I know, gold. I know, I know. That's why it's so hard. If Chuji was a better person, I'd have no problem doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Actress looks down and says, what is that? It's Black Stardust. This was part of the beach from the other side. It's worth a lot of money. Artis but... looks at you very seriously, Chuji, and says, That's not a decision that any of us can make. Do what your head tells you to do. <sighs> they look over at Senku and Wasami for a moment. <laughs> they like a mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I promise I'll make it up to you. Alright, but that's 20,000 gold you owe us. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> they like double over in pain for a second. Um <laughs> but they um Is it like in a container or like is Chuji's uh, fucking raw handing? How this? did you scoop it up? How did you scoop it up? Oh, did they seriously just fucking raw hand? Yeah, it was just on the sand. Okay. Um I I Chuji has pouches that they carry stuff in. You literally have pockets full of sand all the time. This is a yeah, character trait. Yeah, the, yeah, this is a style of scourge tree. Uh, Chuji has their right pocket full of the sand, then. Okay, what do you do? Um, they are going to, uh, walk up to Yadika, uh, on the beach, uh, and just kind of nudge her for a second. Uh, she turns and looks at me and says, Oh, hi, Chuji, what, what's this? Um, I... I know you're kind of bummed. Um. Because I know that you wanted. You know, answers. And I don't know if this will help. But, um. Hold out your hand for me. She. Works an eyebrow, but she holds out her hand. Uh, and Chudi takes a. Like, fistful of the, uh. Black Stardust that they collected. Uh, and they kind of. 
let it fall into Yadika's hands. Um, I will say that's probably most of it. Yeah. This and is from the other side. Her eyes widen as she looks at it and... What is this? Black Stardust. Stardust? From the other side? From the spirit world? Maybe you could use it. Right? She takes a step back and she mutters in Arcadian. And she starts speaking very fast and very, like, excitedly to the others as she stares at it. Um, and the others, like, immediately whip around. Mm-hmm. And she says, yes. Stand back, please. 20 feet back, everyone. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. And Yarika begins to do something. She keep, she uh, moves Grandfather Mantis, that mantis-headed man, into the middle of uh, the area that you're all standing in. A large circle is drawn in the sand around him. Yarika steps into the phantom space. Oh, sorry. Mm. Lantondo takes a stardust and throws it upon Grandfather Mantis. Yarika steps into his space and Artis fires one of his soul arrows into Yarika's heart. She screams in pain and her body overlaps with Grandfather Mantis. The stardust sparkles over them all and they all begin to chant and pray in a language that is long forgotten. Flashes of light erupt, blinding you as you stand outside the circle. And as the flashes and sparkles kind of crackle, Yarika falls to her hands and knees, the arrow just phasing out of her. But the phantom stands. Changed, however. Where once a bug-headed individual stood. Now... He's just a human man. He's tall. His hair is silver. And his eyes are kind. And on his nose, he wears a pair of spectacles, identical to the ones worn by Yarika. He looks down at her. And Yarika looks up at him. She says, Grandfather. And the man that was once Grandfather Mantis speaks. And he says, Yarika, my dear, I missed you so. She was right. All this time she was right. Grandfather Mantis was, in fact, her abuelito. Kept all this time by her side to keep her safe. The two of them hug, and Lantondo and Artis look back at each other and then back at you all. As they reconnected Grandfather Mantis, or Yarika's real grandfather, with his granddaughter. And Artis kind of, like, leans to you and says, I didn't actually believe it. It is shocking, definitely, but I'm nonetheless happy for her. And Tondo beside you says, Oh, how cards in the world wouldn't have foreseen this one coming true. <laughs> that is wild. Now there's two grandfathers. Crowded. <laughs> I, think there, I think there could be as many grandfathers as there want to be over in the circle Yarka's crying that's big heavy sobs as she 
holds her grandfather for the first time in 20 years. And she, the man looks at you, Chuji, and steps forward and says, Well, she, Chuji, I've come to know you as. Uh, hi. I'm Ital. Ital Mulantes. It is a pleasure to finally be able to shake your hand. And he offers you a hand, Chuji. <laughs> They're totally weirded out that he's not a mantis anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, they shake his hand yeah 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 despite him being a phantom it is a firm and warm grip I, I think that they're surprised by that you've taken good care of my granddaughter all of you have she's our friend yeah we're happy to I can see that she was trained well all this time those lessons I taught that young girl back in Gujaraldi she learned all of them by heart. And he kneels beside Yarka, who is literally on her knees now. And he puts a hand on her shoulder and says, Yarka, I could not be prouder of you. Some time passes. I think you probably give Yarka a lot of time to herself. Blantondo and Artis spend some time chatting with you as they all leave Yarka to talk to Ital. But eventually, I think Yaka comes back to you, Chuji. And her eyes are red. She's sniffling. Uh, and I think she comes up to you, Chuji, and she just hugs you really tight. Uh, uh, are you okay? Yes. Chuji, better. <laughs> better than I've ever been. Um, the last... The last 20 years, I always hoped. I hoped that it was him. But it's like recognizing a gust of wind that blows a chime and saying, I hope to God that that's that's a dearly departed one <laughs> it is and you you gave up so much for me to be able to do this uh, yeah, 20,000 gold <laughs> I can't pay you in money Chuji but and I think she holds your hand to her heart you know mm -hmm. and she says I will do anything for you I will Fight and die for you, Chuji. You and your friends. You have my eternal gratitude, and I mean that in a way that no words can convey. Anything you need us to do, the biting roses will always have your side. I think Chuji smiles, um, and they they bring Yarika into like a bro hug, um, <laughs> and they're like. Just fight by our side. That's all I can really ask of you guys. I really don't want you to pay me back. I did it because you're my friend. To friendship. She sniffs. <laughs> to friendship, nerd. <laughs> um, shit, I made myself tear up. Oh. Whew. So a little while later, you guys make your way back to the Solar Jean. And as you're leaving, you wave goodbye to the Biting Roses. Yarika, Artis, uh, Lantondo, and Ital. Grandfather Ital. And you guys start flying away. <sighs> How are you all doing as you fly along on the Solar Jean? 
away from this midnight beach. Um, Chuji discovers the joy of doing things for other people. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're meditating. <laughs> they're thinking. Uh, Senka's just worried about Masami, but I think other than that, that he's okay. As you guys are flying, I think, um, it's a very cloudy day today. Like, it's raining a lot. Um, and, uh, as Yo is piloting, he kind of calls out to you and says, So, is today the day? We finally heading? I you know, to the guess, man. Yep. Uh... Hey, I'm just saying, Ruby Phoenix champions versus two kaijus. You've already got one under your belt. Two? That's crazy. We're not fucking oh, fighting them. God. We're not fighting them. Think... We don't have a as... death wish, yo. As cinematic as that would be, I think that that would be a little overly dangerous. We would die. We would straight up die. You would die. You would die. I would die. You would die too. <laughs> and, and they point to you. <laughs> and Fervo says, Looking at the solar shine, I don't reckon that she's built for flying into uh, dangerous and windy areas like the, the Blasted Cove. Uh, looks to me like there's going to be a lot of us needing to camp out on the outsides before the winds rip up at the solar shine. So you're likely going to need to come down on, uh, on foot and rather than, you know, flying this flying machine through a stormy area like the, the Blasted Lands. You could talk. Yarp. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Good point. As Masami side-eyes him. <laughs> Yarp. Never doing that again. Um, <laughs> we'll land ship. We'll make camp somewhere close by. And, um... Roll perception. We... Right now, roll perception. Mid-seconds, okay. roll perception. Ooh, Masami with the narratively satisfying natural 20. Hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, oh no! As I think you're like leaning over the side and like looking into the blasted cove on the distance, or the you're looking at the blasted lands in the distance, and you're saying this, and the Sam, your eyes like swoop down, and then you see it. It. What is it? There's a few its to be itted. As it <sighs> what is <Yeah>. that <laughs> even? <mean? laughs> it number one. The island. You saw an island while you were flying by before. The one with the giant uh, dragon skull on it. Mm hmm. It's number two. A longship. The Viking boat of Winter's Roar. It's docked on the side of the island. Oh! Mm hmm. It's number three. The fight. Masami double takes. Wait. Down on the island, you see Winter's Roar. Bjorn Ramel, the shield master, with their uh, sh tower shield and trident, redeemer of Gozra. Trough Frost Knuckles, the bugbear brawler, with their icy punches that can freeze the nerves of opponents. Bjorn Ramel. The Winter Witch with icy magic that can stop a foe in their tracks. All three of them are on the floor, KO. Oh. 
and standing the final warrior is Lady Sigrid Beale. One hand of flesh, one hand of pure force magic, she clutches her Zweihander as the orc barbarian, or sorry, the orc magus roars. And you see what it is that she is fighting against. It's long, very long, with a worm-like body and a draconic head and two sharp fat-clawed hands pulling itself out of the pit on this dragon-skulled island is a massive creature. Size gargantuan. Masami, as you point, I want all of you to make me an arcana check as you stare at this monstrosity. Except for you, Senku, who I'll let you roll dragon lore. Yay! <laughs> I love you, dragon lore. I love you, dragon lore. Here's my flat check. <laughs> Here's a... Not a flat check. Thank you with the narratively satisfying nap 20. <laughs> Chuji, you see this thing and all you know is that it is big. Yeah. Big and scary as hell. And pink. Masami, oh you have never seen a creature like this in your life. But Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, you recognize this from legend. This, my friend, is a Linorm. One of the most powerful and elder of dragons. Oh. And you recall a creature that must be defeated in single combat by a prospective Linorm king. Only with the head of a Linorm that you slayed in one-on-one -on -one combat would you be able to get the uh, crown and s create your own kingdom in the land of the Linorm Kings, which has been since day one the goal of Lady Sigrid Beale. And she is fighting against this Linorm. And with your nat 20, you know exactly what this thing is. This is a Karn Linorm. The worst of the worst. Karn Linorms are disturbing even by Linorm standards. They make their homes in necropolises, burial grounds, and at the sites of immense and gory battles. Some point out that Karen Linorms feast on shambling undead and does provide a service to the living. But these beasts are not choosy and will happily consume any creature, whether or not it draws breath. Some tale states that Karen Linorms will not, or cannot, enter a tomb without the permission of a descendant of the deceased. Likewise, once a Karen Linorm has entered a tomb, it won't leave until it has secured permission to do so. Whether such legends are true or not is anyone's guess. Nevertheless, reports of a Karen Linorm in the vicinity are harrowing enough to dissuade even the most foolhardy grave robber from peeking into too many crypts of our mausoleums. This chaotic evil monstrosity is absurdly powerful, and it is fighting Lady Sigrid Beale one-on-one, -on -one, and she must defeat it one-on-one -on -one in order to get her kingdom. Oh my god. And Masami, with your nat 20 perception, you see the second Karen Lenorm. Oh. There's another one, and Sigrid does not see it. It is emerging from behind her, coming out of another tunnel. Its maw drools as this horrible worm-like creature starts emerging. And you know that... It's doubtful that Lady Sigrid Beale will even be able to kill one Lenorm. Two, there's no shot. 
What do you do as you're flying above about... God, I don't know how high up, but you see this. I'll say uh, 300 feet. How the fuck do you all... What, what are you doing? Masami, I think, um, looks at Senku and Shuji and says, Hey, yo, um, park somewhere close by. You two, Sigur needs our help. Park? That'll take me like 10 minutes. What do you need? That's fine. <sighs> we can fly. We gotta go. Oh now. my god. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Senku turns on his beautiful little staff that he can fly on. Okay. Chuji, how the fuck are you getting down? Chuji holds on to Senku for dear life. Okay. Woohoo! And Masami, uh, I didn't talk about this last time you flew, but you are wearing. I'm wearing the cape of the open sky. <laughs> how does this look as you begin to fly? How does the cape give you flight? Um. Ooh, I'm not sure if it's exactly wings, but they aren't really flying. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. They're nose diving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are nose diving until they hit like a good por- a good amount to where they're using that cape as a fucking parachute. That's feather. <laughs> That's the feather fall thing. <laughs> okay. Masami, Shuji, and Senku, you dive down to the Isle of the Linorms, ready to aid, save Sigrid Beale, and maybe, just maybe, secure her a kingdom of her own, as she has always fought for. The Karen Linorms salivate, dread powers flowing through them as they begin to approach, their death curse crackling with dark magic inside of them. Dark magic that you alone will be able to save Sigrid from and help secure her crown of the Linorm Kings. This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Rag, Better in a Stormcrow, Sam Stryker, Sokin Ashra, Tony Saunders, Mita, Ari Graham, Arive, Varia and the Girls, GP Dora, Marshmallowberry, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, May Cohen, Kendra West, Genuinely Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Bal Ponyan, Giant the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jay Snooks, Zenith Drums, Torbjorn, Sophia Varlera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklobe, Kira, Litchelope, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Eva, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Anne Maria, Jordan, Cynical Spinsters, Emlyn Laderna, John the Book Hoarder, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie the Turd. 
If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash roll today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.